This is Cheryl, and welcome to our podcast. As far as I'm concerned, we're a relatively chill podcast that gives often overlooked students and teachers a platform on which to express their opinions on social issues through a casual format they're comfortable with. Just a bit of background information that we probably shouldn't be telling random strangers on the internet, but that is necessary for sufficient context. We are all private high school students. This is not affiliated with our school in any way and should not be treated as such. So, for today's discussion, we have hobbies. Let's get started. So, I'm sure all of you guys have many hobbies that you enjoy. So, what are they, and what made you start them? Well, my main hobby—it's not really a hobby. It's more just like the th- my thing. The thing that I do is like. Business, learning about it, starting mini ventures and things like that. I also enjoy other stuff like science, but business is really the main one. And I've been interested in it since I was eleven. I honestly don't remember what made me start it, but I've just gained interest as I learn more. Oh, that's really cool! So you've already started some mini ventures. Yeah, to an extent, I am doing a couple of things that I ho- I work with a few nonprofits that I have like leading roles. I hope to turn a couple of things into nonprofits as well. I sell like little trinkets occasionally, so yeah, I've had some experience with that. Oh, that's that's really interesting. Okay, what about you, Polly? I know we mentioned these in our other episodes, which you should go listen to if you haven't already. But、um, I play a few instruments. I do horse riding.、Um, I like drawing. Yeah, and recently have gained a lot of interest in physics. And over summer worked on some CS projects. So for CS, what projects do you normally do? Like, do you write programs for games? Do you make apps? So last、um, summer, I attended the AI for All program at Stanford. And we created—I was part of the NLP group, which is natural language processing—and we worked on a project and we made a model that classified tweets from Hurricane Sandy and the Haiti earthquake to help determine which locations and which types of people needed what kinds of help. Oh, that's really interesting. I hope that I can have an opportunity like that in the future too, since I'm also interested in CS. So, what about you, Chicken? I mainly just like doing art, like any form of art. I do oil, digital, anything, white mainly.、Uh, I also really like. Let's see, I play. I play a lot of video games, like Genshin. <laughs> oh, most of us here do. Yes, except <laughs> me. Please note that down. I have nothing to do with Genshin ever. Absolutely, even.、We'll All right, guys. Guys, let's get back on topic. So, chicken, I've heard you do commission art. Oh yeah, I do.、Uh, I don't do it much now because school is taking up most of my time. But I do some for like here and there and for like extra money, so I can like buy stuff for myself. Oh, that's really cool. And Edmund, you are doing stuff that sounds so productive. And meanwhile, I'm just sitting here listening to this. My hobbies would include reading manga and light novels, and of course playing Genshin because that's the OG game. But like, oh my god, you people are doing stuff with your lives. I'm jealous. I sense 
an argument between you and Myla about Genshin, but before that can happen, um, so if you guys have many hobbies or any particular time-consuming ones, is time management a challenge for you? Oh, for sure. I do like 10 things. Like I've done music, I do sports, I do business, I do science. I obviously have school. I try to have somewhat of a social life. I do like I've done like singing. I, I work with nonprofits. I do a lot of stuff and time management is a pain. I occasionally forget about meetings, but I generally use like calendars and reminders and things like that. And I try not to forget stuff. It usually works. So sometimes it's a challenge, especially in the morning when I'm getting ready for school is the biggest time when like time management is a challenge. That's not really related to hobbies. So honestly, no, I'd say there's not, it's not too much of a challenge for me. I can't imagine you get enough sleep though. I don't sleep. I just don't do it. Well, no, I do, but I sleep anyway. I'm going to stay on topic. Let's not talk about sleep schedules. <laughs> yeah, I think... Personally, you shouldn't ask me for time management because I'm really, really, really bad at it. <laughs> like, uh, I'm sure many me. of us can relate. Like, I don't think I've overcome it yet. I'm still working on it. I don't know if I'll ever overcome it. We'll see. <laughs> Can't relate. I'm the goat of time management. Not to brag, of course. <laughs> Self-advertisement. Yes, yes. Buy right. me, only $19.99 plus tax, plus shipping and handling. <laughs> okay, okay. So, to get back on topic, what about chicken? I, too, is really bad at time management. I mean, for art, I can manage. Like, I make like just separate time slots where I can draw. I draw pretty quickly, so I can get a project done if I'm committed to it, like, maybe in three hours. Like, I did a artwork last night at like 10 and I finished at 12. Hey, it looks good though. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of people who do commissions or just draw a lot in general have to draw very quickly because then they can get more stuff done. Yeah, and I feel like it's better for me because then I can get more stuff and like I can be more satisfied with my drawing as I progress further into my enjoyments, I assume. And Edmund? Time management is non-existent. It's a hoax. It's merely a figment of my imagination. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Same. True. Because sometimes I'd be like, I come home, and there's my phone with 60, 70 tabs open. It's just too enticing for me not to read. And of course, there's school and homework, but that stuff is irrelevant, and I do not care about that stuff, honestly. <laughs> Welcome to typical teenager land, oh dear podcast listeners, you have no idea what you're in for. I mean, this is like our third episode, so hopefully you already know, oh, it's the fourth, I'm sorry. Um, it's our fourth episode, so you should probably already have an idea of what we're like, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Because of time management, do you guys ever find your hobbies really stressful? Like, for example, chicken, you do commissions um, and you would have to manage that. And like, Myla, you have a lot of things going on. So, um. Well, when, when I'm asked questions about stress and hobbies, I like to tell one particular story. A story where I thought it would be a good idea to do three competitions in the same week. 
that that didn't end well. I slept for like a day, a full on day after that, and I was super stressed. Oh, it was also the week that school started. Did I mention that? So that was another thing that I had to deal with. It was not fun, and yes, I was very stressed that week. But most of the time, my hobbies—I mean, hobbies—are supposed to be fun, right? So yeah, they don't give me too much stress most of the time, unless I'm doing something that is like really important for me to do well at. Like maybe a deca competition or something. Yeah, and that's why it can be really problematic to do a lot of things at once. Like even though I don't do that many things, sometimes I still feel overwhelmed. So what about the rest of you? I think personally, like I have a really fun time, like going horse riding or、um, playing my instruments for like two hours straight. But the issue is that after that time is over, it's so stressful because I realize that I haven't done anything yet, and I've just been kind of working on like other stuff other than school. So it's really stressful, and it ties back to the time management. If I had better time management, it would probably be less stressful because I would be better, like in general. <laughs> But currently, it is stressful, and I'm bad at time management. Welcome to the world of procrastination, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all of us here, am I right? Yes,、Definitely. yes, you're right. If someone tells you they don't procrastinate, they're lying. Everyone's lying when they say that. Yeah, I mean, art. They're deluding themselves.、Oh. oh my god, art commissions. Can I start about ranting about that? Oh my god, I have seen like good people when like, oh yeah, I'll give you time. Don't worry. Cause I did a commission a couple days ago, and I told him like, "Oh, my school just started. I might be a bit late." And he was like, "Oh, it's completely fine." I was like, "I like people like that, okay." And then there's other people who are just begging, and it just gets annoying. But because I still like art, I don't really like dedicating my time to like people like those. So I usually cancel them before like they become more annoying than that. It's also like But, a side. Oh. Oh no no no! You can go first. So don't worry. Oh no, this is like a side question for you. But like, how do you deal with people who try to ask for free art? Oh my god, free art! I send them my commission sheet and then say, "Do you see anywhere that says zero dollars? I can give you a free background if you want. You know, just plain color. Would you like that?" Hmm. I I I put on full sass when people ask for free art. It's so annoying. Yeah, because you definitely do need to like establish yourself as not really forgiving when it like when it comes to people talking about free art. Otherwise, there will always be people like that, or there will be more people.、Um, yeah, yeah, I have to stand my ground. <laughs> so,、um, because you guys might have lots of hobbies or they're very stressful, have you ever thought about quitting your hobby or any particular one? I think I I never really thought seriously about quitting my hobby because a lot of stuff in my life revolves around the things I like to do, like volunteering, business, science, sometimes like sports and like maybe like some kind of artistic pursuit that I do. Rarely that stuff. I have thought about quitting like stuff like sports occasionally, like when they don't really seem to be going anywhere for me. But when I stick with something, I tend to see results. So. My main hobbies, I've never really thought about quitting. I know what I like, and yeah, th- there might be trials, but I-, I consistently like them. I think I've actually 
like thought about quitting all of my hobbies at some point, but then realized I didn't want to. I've actually quit a hobby before. I used to do swimming since I was like three years old, and I like hated it so much. It's the worst part of everything, like just my life in general. And then a few years ago, I decided to quit because I decided it would be better because I enjoyed horse riding so much more and doing both swimming and horse riding just made it so much less enjoyable because I'd always be tired for horse riding and I don't didn't want to do that so I quit swimming altogether and just kind of focus on like the hobbies that I'm really passionate about. Is it really a hobby though if you don't enjoy it? Isn't a hobby True. something you do to like have fun, relax? True, because like swimming, I didn't want to join swimming. It was like when I was three, my parents put me in a pool and were like, go. <laughs> and then it took for, I begged them for like two years to let me quit and they finally let me quit. That was the best day. Uh, that sounds really painful. Personally, I don't think I've ever really thought about quitting. Although at some point I did compete for music. I don't think I mentioned this in the music episode, so I'll just say it here. I, I did compete at some point and it was really time consuming because um, for the first round, we had to submit a recording. And so we had to bring in the fancy microphones and do as many takes as it took to get a perfect one with no mistakes. So it was both emotionally and physically exhausting. So I had to quit that. I didn't really like it though, so I don't think that counts as a hobby. Um, what about you, Chicken? For me, I mean, not many people actually know this, but before the whole COVID quarantine started, I was about to quit art because my everything was closing down. So my art school I usually go to also closed, like temporarily because of COVID. So then I was at home and I didn't know like what to do because I didn't have many art supplies at home. Like, I didn't have paint. I ran out of paint. <laughs> colored pencils are fun, but, like, it hurts my hand a lot to, like, like color things in. So I never really did it as much. More of just, like, a sketch. But I never really committed to a project. But then, like, one day I figured, figured out, like, oh, wow, there's something called digital art. So that's where my hobby of art started to appear again. I'm, like, really grateful because of quarantine. If, if I didn't know what quarantine was, if this quarantine didn't happen, I wouldn't have done digital art. So I'm pretty grateful like <laughs> that I started because it's one of my favorite hobbies now. Yeah, and I guess it's kind of annoying when people say this, but really quarantine isn't entirely bad in that there were a few good things that you can get out of it. And yeah, like yeah, a lack of commute. Yeah, <laughs> and more sleep, yeah. of course. And more time to procrastinate and for those of us who play Genshin, more time to play Genshin. Yeah, so and the, for those of us who don't play Genshin, more time to not play Genshin. We have exactly. to dedicate our lives to the grind. The grind. The grind. Okay, but I played Merge Dragons once, and the grind is worse than anything you've ever seen. Oh, What's so fun, though? You haven't played Genshin. I have oh, not. Oh man, yes. time, That's my time point. worth I the war. Big time. Oh my god. During AP week, I had to delete Genshin from my computer because it took up so much storage. <laughs> Just wanted to download the AP College Board app. Okay, guys, guys, let's focus. <laughs> right. 
No, let's discuss Genshin. Let us discuss Genshin. <laughs> um, so podcast listeners want to hear us discussing Genshin for another hour or so. I mean, Genshin <laughs> is Edmund's hobby, but um, we do need to be on topic to some extent. Yes, and also if I hear any more Genshin, I will explode and take you with me. Okay, moving on. So, um, how old were you guys when you started your hobby? I think Myla briefly mentioned this already, but um, for the rest of you, I, I can elaborate. I Go was ahead. like, I was like something like ten, eleven. I had started like a business thing selling mini notebooks. I'd done like lemonade stands, and I thought it was fun. And then I started learning about it, and I thought it was even more fun. So now it's my thing. I think, um, I've always done art since, like, I could hold a pencil, pretty much, so it just kind of came naturally. And I think horse riding, I started when I was around five years old, and horse riding was kind of something I begged my parents to do, to let me do, and I'm pretty sure they agreed to let me start it because they felt bad, because we had to move states for my dad's job. And they probably felt bad I had to leave all my friends, so they agreed to let me take horse riding lessons. And I'm still taking them to this day. So I mean, it worked out pretty well, I would say. And in terms of, like, physics, I think it mostly started last year, when I was taking physics at our school. Yeah. Oh, that's really great that the horse riding thing managed to work out. And I can't believe you've learned it for so long. Like, I can't imagine a five-year-old learning <laughs> horse riding. I when I was five, I would have fallen off the horse every time. Oh, same. Yeah, no balance, <laughs> no hand-eye coordination, nothing. I was literally hopeless. I could barely walk. So, um, Chicken, I, I do remember you mentioned learning digital art over quarantine. But before that, what about normal art? Traditional art? Hmm. Probably same as Polly. I started when I was like really young and I think I probably got really committed to it probably around third or fifth grade. Ever since like we had this really big art competition and I turned in one of my best masterpieces I ever made. <laughs> did you win? Uh, I did win first place. Oh, I still nice. get compliments saying, wow, it looks like a photography, like a photo. So like, I'm still very proud of it. But. I think, yeah, that's probably when I started. And so, here um, we are, barely able to draw stick figures. <laughs> what about you, Edmund? Well, I could say that my dad got me into the whole anime manga thing because when I was first grade, or when is that, six or seven? Around that time, my dad, well, I think we still do have them, but it, we have laser discs and VHS tapes for Antara and Tenchi. And when I was little, our entire family would go and watch it outside in the living room. And that eventually carried with me throughout my entire life. And eventually, that branched out to light novels and manga with occasional anime mixed in. I guess I have to thank my dad for making me waste time all the day, every single day. Well, I mean, it's a hobby and you enjoy it, so it's not really like wasted time, per se. It's and not that it's wasted time, it's that it's taking time away from actual productive things, you know that labor-leisure trade-off. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I guess this is a pretty common question you get, but what's your favorite manga? 
there's I've read too many to have a favorite because there are many that are so good but one of them I really like is A Silent Voice I think that's a pretty well-known movie and manga because it's so touching have you heard of this as well I really like that one a lot (laughs) I cry every time when I watch it (laughs) I wish I could elaborate more without spoilers but no that's I, I guess we found something else that I don't do that a lot of you do. Anime and manga in general. There's a lot like of the things other that, day. There's a lot of things that you don't do that a lot of us do. But um, The other day I asked whether manga were books or not. Just just think of manga as Japanese comics. That's the yeah. simplest. No, yeah, I asked were they are they on paper or are they the shows? Because I am uh, that They could be on paper and some are online. Um, I don't know if we should reserve this for our next episode about anime and shows specifically. Um, probably. Yeah, let's talk oh, about maybe, it. It's yeah. fine. Okay, so um, I guess this is relevant to a lot of you, but in general, certain hobbies are more prioritized by society while others are overlooked. And what's your viewpoint on this? Well, I guess I'm really into business and Polly is into physics, but I guess when most people think of hobbies, they think of like chickens art or Edmund's Genshin playing and like manga reading, and they don't really think of actually productive things, but I guess some people like those, and that's great because you can like them and you can also be productive. Like, I like a lot of unproductive things, like reading fantasy novels. So I guess my thing is not a thing that many people would call a hobby because sometimes they're made to do it for work or for some other reason and it's not fun for them and so yeah same with physics business all the subjects like everything at school everything you do at work but i still call it a hobby if it's something fun and if it's something you do in your free time it's a hobby true yeah that reminds me oh sorry <laughs> oh you can go uh that reminds me um i used to do competitive chemistry just like in elementary school i did competitive math i don't know if that counts as a hobby really it's more of an extracurricular because i didn't necessarily enjoy it but the actual learning process was fun i just didn't really like practicing um what about the rest of you yeah i I do agree oh (laughs) (laughs) oh you can go oh yeah i do agree about that statement because I do think that there should have certain hobbies people would consider it would be iffy about like you find that fun and stuff like for me I never expected someone would take physics as a hobby because I'm kind of dying in my physics class right now slightly (laughs) offended (laughs) Uh, but yeah because I any hobby can like anything can be a hobby as long as you find it fun yeah, I agree. Like, it really depends on, like, your definition of a hobby, but I think for most people, it's just something that you enjoy doing, and that kind of calms you down from, like, the day-to-day stress of everyday life. And even if it's something that most people... Like, if it's math, which is usually... People don't consider that a hobby, really, because I think a lot of people might find it repetitive or boring. But, I mean, if it's interesting to someone, then they can be considered their hobby. Yeah, so basically, like, 
I guess the general consensus is that a hobby is basically just an extracurricular, but you have to enjoy doing it, and it's not something that other people force you to do, right? I mean, there's some things that may may not be considered a hobby, like things that everyone does, like eating. Unless you like binge eat for fun or something, it's not a hobby. Even though it's relaxing, sleeping might be a hobby to some extent. I think it's mostly like a thing that like some people like and some people dislike as well. So you consider sleeping to be an extracurricular, which makes sense given how much we all procrastinate. Oh wait, it's not an think... extracurricular. It's an actual school subject. You never heard of AP sleeping? Oh, I wasn't aware of that class. How do I sign But, up?、Um, I think this may be revealing too much about our school to our listeners. Uh oh.、Um, again, we are not affiliated with the school, like this podcast is not, and <laughs> it's not an ad. So yeah. No, but seriously, come to our school. Try epic sleeping. It's great. It I、is. teach you all the methods, which kind of pillow to use, and all of you know what. Let's get back on topic. So, have you ever been stereotyped based on your hobby? Well, I think most people know the business person stereotype, and it's not happened to me. Like sometimes, occasionally, it might happen, and it's funny, and I occasionally encourage it. But most of the time, nah. People like see who. I am, and I think this applies to everyone else who has hobbies that are easily stereotyped. People see who we are as people, like, and if they don't, and if they stereotype you just based on knowing one random fact about you, you probably don't want to stay friends with them because they they're like overlooking the rest of you just to look at this one little thing that doesn't even define you as a person. You might be completely different from that. Yeah, I agree. I know, like, <laughs> for especially people who do horse riding, especially girls who do horse riding, there's kind of the stereotype of like. The horse girl, like I was, I saw this、um, meme the other day that was pretty relatable. Honestly, it's like, cause horse riding isn't something that's super common, especially in like most all the schools I've been in. I haven't really found anyone else who is who, who has done horse riding. Like all my horse riding friends are from my horse riding experience and not from outside of that. And so it's like this thing where in my old school, like if. The word horse ever came up, everyone would just look at me, and you're kind of like grouped as that horse girl, and that's like kind of your thing, just like obsessed with horses kind of idea. I'd say that's a stereotype. I'd say, although I do love horses, so it's, yeah, yeah, I agree. Like the positive stereotypes are also kind of bad. Like. I've been called like the art kid in the class multiple times. Like any art project that comes up, like most people would like turn to me or like one of my other friends who do art in the class. It's not bad. I mean, I don't mind it, but like I, there's probably somewhere some artist who finds it annoying. Because I don't mind. Like, oh, I'm the person who does art. I don't mind being called that. But there's always going to be someone who's offended by it, and I think these stereotypes are pretty harsh sometimes as well. Like being called the "quote unquote" horse girl in the class, <laughs>、yeah. it's just being called with a label is kind of hard to live with.、Um, especially with relatively uncommon hobbies, like say if you do competitive math but you actually enjoy it, then you might be called like a nerd or like a teacher's pet just for that. Okay, so、um, yeah, I、on. do think that like. That、oh, term、sorry. nerd, yeah, yeah. I think that like people who are stereotyped because they like competitive math and other things that are like common like that. The term nerd is kind of being reclaimed almost. 
like it's like a good thing now and it's not a stereotype anymore it's something that people identify as as like who they are as like a part of who they are which is what this is good and it's a good thing to be happening but it still is harmful to some people who still don't believe that and still stick with like the old connotations i just want to put this in as someone who is interested in japanese culture whenever someone hears you're interested in a culture especially from asia they think automatically oh you're a weeb you're an otaku no i'm not a weeb i do not wish i were japanese it's just that there's a spectrum and the people like to assume that just because i read manga because i read light novels web novels relatively often they assume that i'm obsessed which is kind of true but not necessarily the case and it's sometimes annoying to hear people who have never done something like become interested in japanese culture or whatever automatically think that i am obsessed with something that i'm not really obsessed with it's different if you're talking to someone who is also into that thing but it's just so annoying when some outsider automatically stereotypes you just because you like something so speaking of outsiders i would also like to bring up gatekeeping and hobbies like edmund um you play genshin right so mm-hmm. have you ever experienced the thing where a lot of gamers say that you're not a true gamer if you For example, don't use a computer, or you don't use um, a PS5, or you play a certain game. I've definitely heard. I haven't experienced that sort of gatekeeping. But typically, when you think gamer, you think someone who plays on a PC or someone who plays on a any other gaming console. You don't think of someone who plays mobile games or anything. And I think gamer doesn't have to be it doesn't have to have such a narrow definition. Yeah, and I feel like even within the gaming community, mobile games are sort of devalued or not really seen as valid because they're supposedly easier when in reality um that's definitely not the case. And especially since like gaming in itself is a hobby, you can just do it for enjoyment and it doesn't need to be competitive. So speaking of competitions, um have any of you ever felt that your hobby doesn't have the same opportunities as others? Like if you would like to do a competition of some sort but none is available or anything like that? Oh, well, I would very much like an AP business, but that's really more school related than hobby related. There are a decent number of business competitions like I told you about DECA and some other competitions I do. Issue is a lot of them are targeted towards older people like undergrads or graduate students or even maybe adults cuz I guess kids don't really think about going into business careers. Most kids don't really think about going into business careers, so that's kind of tough, but I mean, I have a lot more opportunities than I think some rare hobbies like er, in an earlier episode we talked about squash. There are probably less squash competitions than there are business ones, and they're probably not as well known either. Yeah, I think like something I noticed is especially in horse riding, there are 
like especially around here there's hardly any places and in most locations as well it's so hard to find like a good ranch to go riding at you know a stable ranch where you can properly like get good lessons and progress well because as i said previously horse riding just isn't super popular and it's kind of categorized as like a rich person sport because usually you think of like betting when it comes like horse racing you think of a lot of rich people betting on horses and that kind of stuff so it seems like inaccessible to the large like the majority of people which kind of sucks because it can be hard to find other people who share your hobby it can also be hard to find stable places that you can ride at pun not intended okay i'm really sorry art <laughs> i mean i never really tried to search for a competition it's more like just for me to draw for fun like i do collabs with my friends and stuff but i've never really like went out seeking for competition because i feel like that would just put a lot of stress on me because i usually have like a certain topic or something and i don't really enjoy drawing something based on like topics which is why I don't take commissions a lot cuz I don't really like drawing art for other people. It's mostly just for me. Like for like the people in my fandom like. So, um as we've already established earlier, um hobbies are basically extracurriculars that you enjoy or find fun, right? But in certain cases such as Edmund's um gaming or manga reading they don't necessarily need to be um productive like in terms of you're creating something or you're actively learning something that you might use in school so what is the balance between hobbies and productivity for you i mean my hobbies to an extent of course are productive like i like business learning about that so that's helpful for like future majors i also like volunteerism which helps the community But at certain points I'd much rather be doing that than homework which doesn't end well cuz I end up kind of like focusing on that and then not doing my homework and it, it kind of spirals so for me I just try to finish everything I need to do for school as fast as possible speed run it then get to the stuff I like to do so it depends on how much time I leave for myself and how much time I procrastinate then again sometimes I procrastinate by doing volunteer stuff so Oh yeah, we've all experienced that time when we procrastinate so hard we start doing other schoolwork instead. Yeah, I think Why is that so relatable? I think because none of us <laughs> want to do anything. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay, so um, I think that um I'm like one of those people who believes that if you want to do um like schoolwork, you just need to have breaks. and stuff between like it's really hard to do it all in one go. You need at least like a little bit of a break. And in my opinion, I think like the hobbies are that kind of break, but it can be really hard if you don't have good time management like we were discussing earlier. But it is a good way to relax and considering that we define hobby as something that you like to do, it should be something that's relaxing for you. And if it can essentially help you from getting burned out, then It's worth it. Yeah, um definitely. Chicken, do you want to share? Um sorry, what, we, what was the question again? 
Um, the question was, what is the balance between hobbies and productivity for you? Oh, right. My, I mean, because I'm also, I'm really bad at time management as well, as we mentioned earlier. But I mean, I always find a way to make time, probably like weekends or like after I finish school. Because like, I also need a break because I get, I stress out a lot. So art is like my only escape from like school. Because I really despise doing schoolwork. Don't we all? Okay, this is not something we should be telling our listeners again. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> School is great. So, since all of you have been doing your hobbies for a very long time, do you guys have any interesting stories to share? Edmund, why don't you take this one? I would if the stories behind all of them were appropriate for a younger audience. Uh, okay, then why don't you take this one, chicken? God, let's think. Because I have a lot of stories about, like, really bad commissions that happen. Like, there was a time where a dude wouldn't stop spamming me. I still have the DMs from him, because I never really deleted them, just moved them to another thing and just muted it. Because it's just so funny to look back. And then it was just like the person like, oh, here, this is my Discord tab. Please message me. Can you do art? Is your art free? And it, it was just so funny for me because like, I think the person knew they were being annoying. It was just that I would never responded. And I probably had like the thing that says I read it. <laughs> I just find messages like that so funny, but like it gets annoying over some kind of reasons why it's muted. But yeah. It's also kind of funny when like younger kids try to ask for art and they're usually asking it for free and then like it just gets uncomfortable because like they aren't supposed to be on social media number one so I just mute them and block but like when they just like ask for broken English like hey can you can can make art me <laughs> uh, but yeah mm. I mean I don't know any other stories I can think of it's just random moments like that that happen yeah for me so honestly i can't really think of much you, your art career is a lot more exciting than my business and volunteerism and occasional science career i mostly just learn stuff do competitions uh well i i did a lemonade stall once and i actually made a lot of money out of that so that was fun but the thing is in the park where we were doing it i'm not going to reveal the location but in the park where i i set up a lemonade stand there were two other lemonade stands so i was selling <laughs> lemonade and bracelets right it was it was a strange combination but i also made bracelets back then so i was selling lemonade and bracelets one other stall was selling lemonade and brownies and the third stall was selling lemonade and ice cream so they bought bracelets from me, and I bought brownies and ice cream from them. And we all bought, no, we didn't all buy lemonade from each other. That didn't happen. But then again, we also had like raspberry lemonade, so we ended up getting a lot of sales. So that was fun. But was your lemonade better than theirs? I don't know. I didn't drink it. I wasn't willing to risk it. <laughs> <laughs> like if they tried to sabotage you. <laughs> or no, maybe I would have unintentionally sabotaged myself. I have no idea what I put in that lemonade. <laughs> and there was a lot of sugar in there, I know that for sure. But Maybe sugar in any the sales people will like it. <laughs> Probably. So I actually have a story to share. 
So I've been playing violin for a long time, and I've been in lots of orchestras. And、um, in one particular orchestra, we had a very interesting conductor. It was a string-only orchestra. So、uh, first violin, second violin, violas, and cellos. And I think we were learning a new song that day. So he had only the viola section play, and no offense to anyone who plays viola, but、um, when he heard the violas play, he literally hid under his music stand.、Um, and to everyone else who has had that conductor, they've all told me that this was not a unique experience. So yeah. Wow, interesting. So.、Um, If you could share one thing about your hobby with others, what would it be? Well, for me, it's that it actually is a hobby. I actually enjoy it. I'm not doing it because I like making money, although that's a thing in the future to deal with. And well, and I'm not doing volunteerism to virtue signal or to get into college either, because I genuinely enjoy it. And I probably, I mean, most of this started like last summer and over the pandemic. Because I do know that I would be going insane if I didn't have anything else to do, and I saw a nonprofit organization that my family has closed ties with. I saw they had an interning opportunity, so I did that, and I liked it, so I kept doing it. And I I also like with business. I just joined a bunch of clubs, just learn stuff. I I like it. It's a hobby. It's very interesting. You should check it out. Don't be put off by stereotypes, which are kind of common. Don't. It's not boring. It's actually genuinely fun. You get to like do a lot of problem solving. So yeah, do it. Try it. That's it. So you wanted to share an advertisement. <laughs> All right. What about everyone else? Yes. Yes. I love advertising, don't I? I think、um, like the biggest thing I'd want to share for my hobbies. It's just horses. Like in general, grooming a horse is like the most therapeutic thing that you could ever do. It's so calming, and it's like I don't know. It is something about it. Just kind of like hugging a horse, or like petting a horse on the face, or like on their neck, or something, or just grooming them, brushing their mane. It's the most therapeutic thing that I've ever done, and everyone should try it at least sometime in their life. For me, I'll probably try to share the enjoyment I get from art because I feel like art is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be something that you create, and you should probably get like some sort of enjoyment out of creating something fun. Yeah, well, that's probably what I would share is just how to have fun in art and like that you can create anything you want, and then you can also see the improvement, which is also really fun to see. If I had to say something to someone about my hobby, I'd say, "Don't read a silent voice or tear eternity unless you're ready to cry." That's it. Oh yeah, I feel like I've read a lot of things that like make me cry, and like I don't know. In in a way, I'm like, "Why、well, brought this upon myself?" But now I am unnecessarily sad. So.、Um, I'm afraid that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much, all our guest interviewees and all our interviewees in general. Thank you to our listeners as well. Yes, indeed. And that's it. Bye.
Bye. Bye. This was fun. Bye. And buy me for $19.99 plus tax. <laughs> Please don't. I don't, don't know if that was this podcast episode or the previous one, but eh, buy me anyway. <laughs> Please don't. We'd like to thank our guest speakers, Chicken and Edmund, as well as Polly for editing and recording, Cheryl for performing the music that you are hearing right now, and Myla for scriptwriting and general moral support. We would also like to thank our English teacher for inspiring us to create this podcast. Last but not least, we'd like to thank our dedicated listeners for supporting us. See you in the next episode.